0: Today on Season 3, Episode 5 of the Unknown Packers Podcast, it's mock draft season. Bryce and I sit down and discuss the route we think Brian Gutekunst to the Packers' brass will take with the 30th pick in this year's draft. Will he move up? Will he move back? It's anybody's guess. We talk the draft process moving into the virtual age and who we think the Packers could pick should they stay put at number 30. We have some XFL news, hot topics, and Bryce puts on his GM cap once again. Will he survive this latest round of questioning? There's only one way to find out. And now it's time for Pick 30, On Tap. This is Green
1: Bay, Green, Bay, Green Bay. Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers podcast. Touchdown! Dagger! Al Harris, 56 go, yards to go. a game-winning touchdown! Green Bay Packers!
0: Go Packers! isn't everything, but it's the only thing. Green and yellow. podcast
1: green and yellow green and yellow green and yellow green
0: and, and yellow and let me tell you this green bay is a great town this
1: is green bay. Green bay. green bay green bay and welcome to the unknown packers podcast for pick 30 on tap talking about the first round of the upcoming 2020 nfl draft i'm your co-host bryce christensen alongside me i have niebles niebles my other brother from another mother how are you doing my man I'm doing all right. How are you, Bryce? I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. This is a little reprieve. This is nice. Uh oh yeah, for sure. Busy week, surprisingly. Uh at home. Yeah, I've lately been more of an introvert before coronavirus. Uh so now more so. But the the fact that I can't do things, yeah, it is uh a mind uh explicitive. Explicit it. <laughs> Explicit <Expletive. laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah, that's what's going on right now. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. yeah, my uh, my kids are are both in school. so my daughter started the e-learning thing on Monday, which has been fine. I mean, she's in high school, so she's pretty much on her own. And then my son, who's eleven, just started on Wednesday and that's been that's been a pain in the butt. That's kind of been taking up all my time. Um, it's a regular kind of regular schedule. He goes from you know 9 in the morning till 2.30, has all his normal subjects, bunch of Zoom meetings and with teachers and classmates in school. So I've been kind of regulating that. And that's that's been a lot. That's been a lot, I'll tell no, you. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah, my wife is a
1: teacher and it's totally different than what Parker, your son, has structured. Uh, they That's what's driving her crazy is the unstructured part where a lot of students aren't checking in online for attendance uh, and, yeah. and just simple stuff like that. That's all you have to do is check in online and do a very simple project that, uh, yep. but art being her passion and this being taken away from her uh, has been rough too. So uh, like you said, a lot of regulation. Uh, um, I hope you're doing well. Hope family's doing well.
0: Yeah, everybody's doing all right. My wife, you know, said she works for a, a big hospital system in Illinois and Wisconsin. So She's been, you know, thankfully she's not on the front lines yet, but she's mm. keeps getting roped into these big projects and, you know, she's working nonstop. So, yeah, I got to hold down the fort. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No kidding. Well, uh, congratulations, holding down the fort. I know you're uh, kicking ass and taking names and uh, uh, give my best to your wife and uh, everyone out there that's listening right now. I hope you are doing well. I hope you're healthy. Uh, I hope you are staying at home. And thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up the energy, I promise. Uh, pick 30 <laughs> on tap, talking about the Green Bay Packers and their current situation right now. Pick 30. Uh, the NFL is still on board uh, end of April uh, with the draft and uh, the 23rd, 24th, 25th, if I'm correct. And... So we're going to talk about the Packers first round pick and yeah, let's just freestyle. I know uh you've got some uh thoughts, you know, Gudekunst, uh being a guy that uh historically in his last 2 years has traded up. What's oh, your he's t-
0: made all he's made all sorts oh, of Oh yeah, he's a wheeler <laughs> and
1: dealer. You know, he's swinging. What, what's your take so far? So he in 2018 and 2019, he traded up. Definitely had uh, a lot more ammo than he does this year. So I've got, I've got one perspective, but I'm curious on your perspective of Guttekunst.
0: You know, to me, I was kind of go, I'm not really a big draft guy. I'm going to be honest and upfront about that, but going through doing a bunch of mo- mock drafts, the Packers are, are really hard to do a mock draft, for, you know, for <laughs> as, as far as I'm concerned, because looking at his last two drafts, I mean, you know, for example, in 2018, he had the 12th and the 30th overall pick to work with. You know, um, and then obviously, actually, that's, that's 20, uh, 2019. I'm sorry, in 2018, he took his the 14th pick, swapped mm-hmm. it out for the 27th pick, a fifth rounder, and then another first rounder in the 2019 pick, and then he traded that 27th pick along with the third to six to Seattle to move back up to 18. Yep. So he was all over the place. And then obviously, you know, he got the player he coveted in Jair Alexander, which was a great pick. And he netted that extra first round pick. So he worked some magic in 2018. And then you look at 2019 where he did have the 12th and the 30th overall to work with. We know he picked Gary at 12, but then once again, he packaged pick 30 with uh two fourth rounders yep. to, uh, to snag Savage at 21. So He's definitely not afraid to make moves. If there is a player that he covets and they're available, you know, in you know in a, in a position that he could obtain without giving up too much, then no doubt, you know, he's going to go for it. Likewise, if there's a player that, you know, at 30 that maybe he's not too sold on, but he knows someone that's picking behind them. He covets that player. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't hesitate to, to trade out of the position. So they are really hard to, you know, to put a finger on how they're going to draft. Cause again, Goody's been all over the place. All I know is once he has his eyes set on a player, he's going to get him. whether it means moving up, moving back, he's going to get that player.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, he, d- he had different draft, I guess, capital, in 2018, 2019, Mm -hmm. but I mean, Mm -hmm. man, like no fear in 2018. That was an exciting time because, you know, I remember sitting there and Derwin James has fallen and Tremaine uh, uh, Edwards, uh, I'm sorry, uh, was falling. And I'm starting to think, oh boy, what's gonna happen? And he trades out. And the the year prior, Ted Thompson had traded out from 29 back to 33, got a fourth rounder in the deal uh, got Kevin King, but the thing that's interesting is, yeah, Gutekunst, you know, he's not afraid to take chances, that's for sure, and he's Definitely. intelligent, he's savvy, uh, he likes his, his his speed, I mean, Jair Alexander fits that with his his combine when he run like a 4.38 or 4.36, blazing yep. for you. Yep. Uh, same with Savage, I think Savage was the second overall safety uh, yep. at, at, at the combine, so it'll be interesting to see what Gutekunst's he clearly covets speed and wide receiver is a position of need. In my opinion, I think it's time that you start to invest in the offensive side of the ball with your sure. draft picks. Uh you have that opportunity. You 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 took three swings and hit on all three of the free agent acquisitions on the defensive side of the ball. So you can you can invest some capital, but I just don't think they have the draft capital to trade up this year. Right. Right. And, you know, in twenty nineteen they had that first rounder. So he had that opportunity where he could trade up and he acquired that extra fourth by trading ha ha Clinton Dix. And so I, you know, the Packers have a bunch of six or six rounders. Don't they have like four?
0: Yeah. Something like that. They have what? 10 picks
1: overall, yep. if I'm not
0: mistaken. Yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah, I think it's uh four, uh one in all rounds and then four in the six, but we'll just, ha- we're, we're highlighting picks 30. So your, your take is that the Packers could trade up at pick 30 then.
0: You know, my well, my take, like I said, they they could go either way. It all, you know, like everything else, it all depends on who is available at, at the time, and and it depends on what position they're looking for. Like, I don't know if you know, unless Murray or Queen are available, you know, in the late twenties, if they if they would trade up for an inside linebacker, I honestly don't think that they value that position enough to trade up to do so. I could see a surprise move. I could definitely see them moving up to pick uh, an offensive tackle. If one should be available. Okay. Rece- uh, you know, receiver. Uh, again, I think there should be plenty to be available. The, you know, plenty will be available at 30. If anything, I could see them picking, you know, dropping down, you know, uh, giving up that 30th pick, moving back a little bit, you know, based on what receivers are available. I There's so. just, oh, okay. I, 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 I could, I could, I mean, it just depends. I mean, you, the names that they're they're pulling, you know, like I said we were all surprised with Gary at, at twelve with who was available to them last year. So yeah, Brian it wouldn't Burns surprise and, me if they have their their eye on a guy, and you know he's he may be available at thirty. And like I said, someone wants to move up into the 30th position that's interested in a quarterback or something along those lines, another position they need. I don't see, I don't, I would not be surprised if he moved back. So I know that's kind of a, you know, a Switzerland answer, kind of neutral, but I could (laughs) see him honestly going both ways. It just depends on what position they covet the most and who's available at at that time. Um, Like I said, unless one of the big inside linebackers are available, I don't see them moving up very high because I don't think they covet that position yeah, you know, I definitely don't see them moving up for any sort of tight end or anything along those lines. Receiver, possibly, offensive tackle, possibly, but that's that's really it. I don't I don't see any other position being that big of a need for them to to trade away draft capital to move up and pick somebody. I think
1: it would just be wide receiver, in my opinion. And I th- you, okay. you look at the teams that see, I see, I, I'm on board with the trading out pick, and I yeah. can, and I yeah. and I believe. Packer fans will lose their minds. Oh, to, for sure. <laughs> uh, to do that because, you know, Roger's windows closing. But overall, I mean, I I could see him really, you know, driving up that, you know, depending on how the board falls and how the draft falls, I could see him that asking price being a lot if a quarterback is available, like for the Colts at 34 to trade up four picks. What would they give up? Would they give up a second? More than likely, they you're looking at like a fourth rounder. But maybe a third rounder is available. I'm all on board for that. And uh, I like the Ron Wolf approach. Take as many swings as possible in the draft. You know, he's got a bunch of six rounders. You can package those up to move up a little bit. So I I, I foresee him moving up a lot. I just don't see him moving up in the first round. Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. And... But I mean, you you hit it right on the head that he's all over the place, and that's what I love about him. You know, he's he's got a little Brett Favre in him. You know, he you know <laughs> just you don't know like you're gonna tune in, you're gonna tune in no matter. You just don't know what what's gonna happen, and I'm excited that we have him as our as our general manager because you know that he's got the best interest in in mind for the Green Bay Packers, coming from Wisconsin, but. I digress a little bit with with Pick 30. The thing, you know, I was going through some mock drafts through fanspeak.com and sure. using Matt Miller's um, uh, Bleach Report, his most updated one, and going with like the difficult setting to see what happens. and. The thing that struck me, and granted, uh, it's a mock simulator, so take 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 that for what, what you <laughs> oh, <yeah>. want. <laughs> and, and I'm I I'm not valuing inside linebacker. I just think you have you have all these great players on defense. Let them work together, fill those sure. gaps here and there. I think if Kirksey so can stay healthy, you've got that. You have got Burks. Maybe you take another inside linebacker, but you got Summers, something like that, where you've got these dominant edge guys to over overcome that. So wide receiver gets interesting because you're looking at Jacksonville, New Orleans, uh, Minnesota, New England, um, Baltimore. Uh, If you go up higher in the draft, you're looking at Miami, Denver. You're looking at the New York Jets, the Raiders. So there are a ton of teams that could take a wide receiver because it's a loaded draft class. So that's the thing that's interesting is that if names start getting plucked at the wide receiver position, then I see the Packers trading, trading out. But at 30, I'd love to see a guy like Denzel Mims, a wide receiver out of Baylor. Not sure if he falls at 30, but he's a guy that I would love in green and gold. Uh, he already plays in green and gold coming from Baylor. Uh, had a prolific career at Baylor. Blew up the combine, annihilated the competition. And the interesting thing with him is that he would be a perfect complement with Devonte Adams. But he's a guy that it'd be in- interesting to see who gets taken. He could go you know, as early as 15 to Denver, but I don't
0: think I saw him. I did, like I said, I probably did a half a dozen drafts, uh, mock drafts. I think I, I don't even remember, uh, you know, on the draft machine on draft network is where I did. I don't think, I don't think he was there at 30 on, on any of the ones I did. did. I think the, the, the Jalen uh, Rigor was there Mm -hmm. usually at 30 on my draft. Same. Uh, who else? Uh, Chase Claypool was there, obviously. I don't think he's you know that. I don't think that's any sort of surprise. Um, but you know, like your Jeffersons, you know, all those guys, they're those, gone. They, yeah, they they're way gone. Yeah. So, but
1: and, and that's where I was looking at. You know, a, a guy like Denzel Mims, maybe he falls a little bit. But you know, when we talk about speed, I mean, he's six three. He ran a four three eight forty, the third best at the combine, and had a six 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 three cone, which was the best of the combine at, at as well. These numbers are pretty interesting at, at, at in four seasons. Uh, he had one hundred and eighty six receptions, almost three thousand yards. He was 14 yards short sh- shy of that and twenty eight touchdowns. Uh, he's a guy that has like this you know doggy dog mentality. uh he'll he, he's got that edge. he plays with swagger. like I said, I don't think he's there at 30, but a couple of the the picks that I had he was there. Okay. other wide receivers were, were getting taken. But then again, it's it's a mock simulator. So for the purpose yeah. of all the listeners tuning in, we're just we're just highlighting guys that we like at pick thirty, guys that I hope that would be draft picks. And Denzel Mims is pretty popular. You know, she said oh, TV's yeah. highlighted him. Uh, you look at Packers Wire as well, Bleacher Report. Um, lately, Denzel Mims is going to New England, which is at twenty five. That'd be an interesting selection if New England went back to back first rounders with wide receiver, given what they just gave up. But uh, yeah, uh, Denzel Mims, Brandon Ayuk is another guy that I yep, like as well. I've been well. hearing him. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, at Arizona State. And here's something that was interesting when I was, you know, doing some research on him. You know, he's a big time yard yard after the catch type of guy. Uh, Brennan Rupp, who was part of the Unknown Packers podcast. Uh, He's been a big fan of him, and he highlights him quite a bit. But he's a guy that's six foot, about 200, a little undersized, but has blazing speed. Punt returner, kick return specialist, that's where he did most of his damage. Uh, He was a JUCO transfer, so he spent his first two seasons as a JUCO transfer. The thing that was interesting is that his head coach was Herm Edwards last year, former head coach of the New York Jets, former defensive back uh, when he played in the NFL. And so they went back and forth and that actually made Hyuk really elevate. Uh, the big knock I guess was that he didn't declare early because uh, technically in his fourth year as a senior, he could have declared early, but he had another season, which wasn't as productive as his quote unquote senior season. So sure. But he's a guy that, uh, I don't think is there at 62 in the second round. So, but is, does Gudakuns? is he the type of guy that would reach on a wide receiver? Uh,
0: I, I don't uh, foresee I don't think so. It doesn't feel like I I think if there's someone that you know, I, I I I could see him maybe reaching more on like a, a offensive lineman maybe but th- I said the the receiver class is so deep. I don't think he's going to need to reach. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And then maybe you're right. Maybe he takes a page out of Ted Thompson's book in the second round where he plucks a wide receiver. KJ Hamler comes to mind uh uh, from Penn State. But when you're talking about offensive linemen, Austin Jackson's a guy that's been all over the board, uh, as high as mm-hmm, 15 mm-hmm. 16 in uh, Tom McShay's most recent uh, mock draft. And take that with a grain of salt, whatever your perspective is on him, had Austin Jackson going in the second round to Cincinnati at 33. So, or um, yeah, at 33. So he's a guy that is super young as at 20. It reminds me a lot of Elton Jenkins, but at the tackle position Sure, for being uh, a guy that quote unquote is like, has the highest IQ out of tackles, a guy that plays very effortless, very fluid. And if you look at Elton Jenkins tape as a left guard, I mean, there are just moments where it just, the game comes naturally to him. And so he's a guy that I'm intrigued at at pick 30 because the guys like Tristan Wirfs are going to be gone from from Iowa and uh, Mekhi Becton from Louisville those types of guys so I know Josh Jones has been a big popular name offensive tackle as well but uh, Austin Jackson's a guy that probably isn't there at 30 right. but, but is a guy that maybe not a lot of Packer fans are uh, are keen in on like I said that age is a real interesting factor is 20 so after his rookie year is done he'll be 24 25 super exciting.
0: Definitely. And yeah, like I said I I in my mock drafts, I said I went with a receiver at 30 every time and then started looking at the, you know, the offensive tackle for the second round pick and the guy I kept landing on is that uh that, that Prince Tega Wanugu guy um <laughs> out of uh what Auburn I think he was. Right. I I don't for some reason like I said they say he's he's pretty raw but he's just got a lot of talent to him and he just needs some good coaching and he could be lights out in the NFL. So like I said I I like that guy as an offensive tackle. Like I said, maybe in, in a trade back in the second scenario if he's around. But like I said for for whatever reason he was he was around uh, in in at sixty two in a lot of my drafts. A couple times he's taken before. A couple times he's taken after. But I don't know for some reason that he keeps. I don't, I'm drawn to that guy for some reason. I don't, I don't even know why. (laughs) But he would be a guy that would be taken early in the second round where the Packers would trade back. Possibly, right. Possibly.
1: So you are on the clock right now as we Mm -hmm. wrap up the first half of pick 30 on tap. What do the Packers do at pick 30 right now? You are on the clock. Who do they take?
0: Oh, right now, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I do think they go with the receiver, and it depends on on who's available. And again, n- maybe not being the big draft guy and just kind of going by who is available in these mock drafts. <laughs> I said on on most of them, I had them going with uh with with Jalen. All right, Jalen Rager. And
1: uh mm-hmm. uh the, the couple mock drafts that I had, Denzel Mims was there. Uh so okay. I am going with Denzel Mims. I think that speed. Is another factor. Jalen Rager also is a big time specialist as well, coming out of Texas Christian University. Uh, if you look at his numbers, of course, you're not going to be wild, but their offense was awful last year, and I think it graded out to like he only had like a 30% accuracy when the quarterback was throwing to him. Sure. So he had to work with a lot, but when he had the ball in his hands, he was super explosive. But I'm with you. Pick 30. I think the Packers go uh, wide receiver. I do not see the Packers trading up. That might be an unpopular view. Uh I wouldn't put I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be interesting to see what Gutekunst would package to move up in the first round, but I do see a likely scenario of the Packers trading out of the of their pick at pick thirty uh with Miami or with uh Indianapolis. Um of those.
0: Now, now I know that that uh what's his name? Uh Ross Blacklock, the, uh, the, uh, Blaylock, Blacklock, whatever. From Texas Um, Christian. Yes. Now I said, he's been a, he's been a darling amongst Packer fans lately. Uh, Mm -hmm. what, what would you do? Could you see Goody taking a flyer on him if he's available at 30?
1: Yeah. And same with like AJ Epinesa from, from Iowa too. I know he's more of uh you know, DND tackle, but. I I would not be surprised if D-line because of Kenny Clark, you know, being double teamed quite a bit. It'd be nice to fortify that line a little bit. For me, my gut just tells me that it's time to invest in the offensive side of the ball. Oh, yeah. I would hate for history to repeat itself and have Rodgers not have any weapons around him. Uh, It'd be interesting to see what happens next year with Aaron Jones. Um, I'm going to stay in the moment right now and enjoy uh, this upcoming season, but for sure. Outside of Jones and and Adams, and you lose Belaga, it, 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 it's a big draft for for Gutekunst, and I think it's time that I would not be surprised if you know the first two three picks are all offense. In my opinion,
0: right now, would there be a position that would surprise you if they went first first pick with
1: quarterback? quarterback. I, yeah. I think it, it, the only way I, I, I don't know. For me, I know Jordan Love's a real popular guy and he's got a cannon for an arm, man. He's fun to watch. And I I'm with you. I am more of an NFL guy. Definitely watch a lot of highlights, but I would be if Jordan Love is there at 30, I would hope I would love for the the Packers to get as much in return to trade back. Sure. Sure. If the Packers took a quarterback in the first round, and when I'm speaking, oh, it's time to put draft capital in the offense. Um, that position, I, I would be rather upset. I I think you just gave Aaron Rodgers a contract, and I know if you know what happens, but act like you're gonna he's gonna play for the next three years uh, for the remaining part of his contract. And so I I'd be really surprised if they pulled a, a Ted Thompson. <laughs> and drafted like a Rodgers type of guy at 30, but Jordan loves a real popular guy and he's fun to watch, but I would much rather leverage a, a trade out, and let another team take them.
0: I got one for you here. I just I, I just ran through a quick one round uh, mock draft for you and kind of show how crazy these things are. Um, at at thirty, they have Jordan Love. Okay, yeah. I know a lot of people have been talking Jonathan Taylor running back. I I wouldn't go anywhere near that. I don't think at at, at thirty. No R- R- Ragar um, yeah. Chenault. They oh. have that Ross Blacklock Ezra yeah. Cleveland. T. Higgins, Austin Jackson, and Jeremy Chin, uh, Jeremy Chin, and then Yo. KJ uh, Hamler that you were talking about. I mean, that's <laughs> out of that bunch. Who who would you pick? Say the name again. Names um, again. So there was Jordan Love. Yeah. Obviously, you mentioned you'd rather trade out. Yeah. Um, Zach Braun is there. Okay. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, that AJ Espinosa is there. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Rigor's there. Shanault. Ross Blacklock is there. Ezra Cleveland. T. Higgins. Austin Jackson. Jeremy Chin. I mean, there's a lot of big names there that I've seen, you know, I, linked to the Packers one way or another. I would go T. Higgins out of yeah. all of them. If he was there. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That, that type of, uh, you know, big bodied receiver. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's got, you know, he's got that X factor. He's got that mentality um, played at Clemson. I mean you know, one national championship, I mean, he's, he's got it all. And I just don't think he would be there. And a lot of the guys that I'm talking about right now, like Denzel Mims wouldn't be there, but I mean, man, Ross, Ross Blaylock would be uh, a a guy that would be really intriguing if he's there at 30. Um, And then I guess in the second, third round, then you go wide receiver, offensive tackle. I, I would say if you don't go wide receiver, Maybe they go D-line because, you know, they get one of the best ones there in, in an otherwise
0: heavy draft and positional groups. But out of all those guys, T. Higgins would be the guy that I would draft. For sure. And you, and you think if they went position with D-line, is that going to have any impact on, on the Kenny Clark extension? No, I think it would just help. I think just it be just, a supplement? Yeah,
1: I think it just fortifies that line. Um, he gets to whatever. If they take an interior D-line at uh, 30, I wouldn't be upset, depending on who it is. Uh, I think it would just help that line i mean Dean lowry they gave him a bunch of money. he's not good and Tyler Lancaster, i mean he is what he is he's i would love i mean that would be something that I'd be okay with but then it'd be interesting to see what they would go um then i would think wide receiver would be a lock at in the second round
0: definitely as long as they don't go yeah you know, i, I... I don't want to see him draft a tight end. You know, some some positions yep. like that are just kind of off limits. But again, with with you never know. Yeah. I have literally no <laughs> inkling whatsoever of the direction they're gonna go this year. Right, right. I mean i I Zero clue. It's gonna be. It's gonna be pretty cool, though.
1: And it's de it, cool. It's happening. It, 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 it's it's official. Yeah. I mean, they they already <laughs> announced what a couple days ago. I mean, yeah, yeah that could yeah. change. I mean, who knows? Everything's been yeah, changing every, yeah, exactly. every week. But uh, they seem dead set on that and uh, that it's gonna happen all virtually. You know, I mean, um, which would be. <laughs> really exciting to see you give us you know something to tune in some sort of sports to watch uh but you're right i mean I, like i said to wrap up the first half you hit it right on the head uh Gurukens, he's he, he 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 is uh he flies by the way well, <laughs> all over the place too uh he goes to the march of his own drum if that's right. correctly yeah if i said that correctly and yeah, he's a wild card. Um I love that about him and I think no matter what it'll be a speed type of guy. Um and hopefully it's a wide receiver. Uh any last thoughts before we wrap up the first half of pick 30 on Tap Nebels?
0: Uh you know it's going to be a long snapper now, right?
1: <laughs> oh no, 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 no. That no, no, they've already they've already uh checked that off the list. Uh but a backup n- long snapper? <laughs> <laughs> no, Bradley Jr. That's right. <laughs> and no punter, no kicker. No, no ficking, nothing like that. Uh Yeah. Nothing on the offensive side of the ball for outside of that. I think uh wide receiver, offensive yeah. tackle. That's it. Yeah. Um, no,
0: I, I couldn't agree more. Those are my two top targets as well. So. And then, yeah, I don't, I have much
1: emphasis on inside linebacker. That might shock some people. I don't either. I don't think it's a position they value that much. And uh, for those uh, to, uh, tune in to uh, Dusty Evely on tap, he talks about uh, inside linebacker and his take on how he doesn't value the position as well. Persuaded me, emphasized it a little bit more on wide receiver, offensive tackle. Um, I can't wait and uh, looking forward to the second half uh, with GM questions and hot topics. What's trending? And uh, yeah, that is that is it for the first half of Pick Thirty on Tap. Enjoy
0: the commercial break. Go Pack Go. This episode is brought to you by Sonic Transformation. Here at Sonic Transformation, we believe that every good audio project starts with a good foundation. We wanna help you build that foundation. Whether it be through commercial products or things you have around the house, no job is too big or small. We can make your podcast sound the best it can with what you have and a little nudging along the way. No equipment, no problem. Our consultants can help you get set up on your budget and in your space. Do you already have an established podcast, but don't have the time to edit or just wish it sounded better? We can take care of that for you as well. Check us out at www.sonictransformation.com. Again, that's www.sonictransformation.com. Sonic Transformation, your sound, refined.
1: We are back with the second half of Pick 30 on tap. Uh, I'm hoping to enunciate and articulate a little bit more effectively in the second half. Uh, we'll see what, uh, what Nebel's edited out or <laughs> if he's <laughs> just leaving it in. We
0: nothing. Have just this
1: maniacal little snicker. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it, it all <laughs> rides. That's and, right. Uh, with that, uh, there's no XFL news. Yes, there's there's always XFL news, Bryce. Oh, you're surprising me. Uh, give me give me some. Uh, you're gonna enlighten me. Give me some XFL news.
0: All right, X, XFL news. Oh. Nothing too exciting, but uh, a whole ha- another <laughs> handful of players got picked up by miscellaneous teams this past week. I think uh, when we last spoke, there was three or four of them, and now I think we're it's quite the list. Let me let me go over some of them with you here. So the Chargers picked up Donald Parham, tight end, and he is 22, 22 years old, 6'8", 247 pounds. He's a big boy. He played for the Dallas Rough, uh, Dallas Roughnecks, and he was one of the top receivers in the league. Fourth in reception, third in yards, fourth in yards after the catch, and second in receiving touchdowns. So he's going to be one to watch out for. Uh, J- uh, Jervon Askew Henry, defensive back. He got picked up by the New York Giants. He is the cousin of Darrell Rivas. so Rivas Island. Oh, okay. Rivas Island. This guy was actually with the Steelers last training camp and then you know, didn't make it there with the XFL, whatever. But he does have Rivas uh, mentoring him, so that could be interesting. Demarcus Gates, linebacker. The Vikings picked him up. 32 combined tackles, three for a loss over five games with the Houston Roughnecks. He also had three pass deflections, two sacks, an interception, and a forced fumble. Kari Lee, another tight end, was picked up by the Atlanta Falcons. We have Kevon Walker, defensive lineman, who was the first of many pickup pickups by the Steelers. They also added Jaron Jones, another offensive lineman. Tyree Cannell, a safety, to their squad. Nick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think they, and I thought there was more. I thought they, I read they signed like five guys this past week. (laughs) We have uh, Nick Moore, long snapper, signed by the Baltimore Ravens. Edmund Robinson, a linebacker, went to the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, and here we go. Dwayne Hendricks, defensive lineman, picked up by the Steelers. And then Christian Kuntz, linebacker slash long snapper, also went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. So, I, I, you know, hopefully for those guys, they're, you know, they, they get a season in, they make the teams, they make money. But, you know, it's good to see that these guys are getting picked up by NFL teams. Like we talked about before, that, that's kind of what everybody hoped to get out of the XFL. You know, it's yeah. an alternative to the NFL and just a, a, a springboard for these players to get back in the NFL. So kudos to them and good luck in the future. Hopefully the season goes on without a hitch and, and these guys get some uh, full-time jobs. Could you imagine if like... Gudekunst and the Packers picked up like six XFL dudes. I know, right?
1: People they, lose their minds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they did. They have, how, how many guys? Didn't they pick up a, a few guys from Canada not too long ago? Right? Yeah. Um, they drafted I, I, was one. Talk, did they, they were talking, um, what's his name? Ba- Bagleton, receiver. Okay. I've been hearing, I've been hearing his name around. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are, I guess he is one of the better receivers in the Canadian Football League. So looking forward to maybe doing a little research on him, kind of. See what he's about, but Yeah, you never know where you're gonna find these guys. Right. But yeah, that's uh that's it for the NXF XFL news.
1: Awesome. My bad too. I did yeah. not realize, man, the steel nice
0: <laughs>
1: during during coronavirus time, they were just like, All right, this is our time to shine. Execute. Oh, yeah.
0: That's Good right. For them. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, with that being said, we get to move on to your favorite portion of the uh, the show here. Here we the, go. Uh, the Bryce GM Bryce questions. Got my hat. Got my oh, football. Yeah. Oh yeah, Let's my bread far card looking back at me. And <laughs> let me tell you, these things are getting harder and harder to write every week. Are they running out of stuff to talk about? Next Uh-oh. week's going to be your favorite. What's your favorite color? Oh no. What's your favorite song? <laughs> oh no. A little preview for <laughs> oh, next yeah, week's little episode. Preview. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So hang in there. All right, <laughs> here we go. Number one, it's kind of a, a what if scenario. If you could have twelve picks in the drafts with no trades. Okay. And you have, you know, the whole draft to use these twelve picks, or you get five picks but have to use them in the first three rounds. Which would you rather have and why?
1: Oof. I I think I'd go the Ron Wolf approach. As many draft picks as possible. Okay. Is what my gut is telling me. Okay.
0: So you take the 12 and yeah, because
1: in the second and third round, historically, those are a lot of washes. Sure. And I mean, granted, Gutekunst hit on Jenkins and uh, Ted Thompson had a lot of success at in the second round with wide receivers. But,
0: yeah, I would go with uh, more picks. Okay. I, that's it. I like it. I like it. I don't disagree. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a kind of another one here. Um, as a GM... Are you okay with the draft not being pushed back or does it concern you? Now, this is, again, not as a fan, because obviously we know as fans, we want that draft happening, you know, hook or crook, no matter what. But as a GM, (laughs) are you okay with it not being pushed back? Oh, man. I
1: No. Like, as a professional, I think, you know, it's affected me and it's completely turned my world upside down and I've had to pivot. So I can't imagine all the different interpersonal connections that you have with players and getting to see people getting to network that that's tough uh but knowing Gudakunst and knowing uh who he has on his squad uh they're all grinders and so they'll be they'll be good to go but yeah it's definitely a d- adapt and survive type of mentality which is what is going to happen but i would imagine this is a major blow for general managers and uh uh, teams getting ready to uh, hopefully make their next, you know, face of the franchise or next picks to fortify their team. That could
0: be interesting. All right. All right. Now, next question here. Now, we know that guns has had you know, two almost opposite methods for free agency between this year and last year. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at the last two years... Last year, he went with you know what would be considered low-risk players, but with high-risk contracts. Yep. This year, he went with riskier players production-wise, but very low-risk contracts. Mm-hmm. Which tactic appeals to you more? Uh, it's got to be uh,
1: what they did in 2019, hitting on Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, Adrian Amos. Uh, Billy Turner's okay, but uh, he played. So you're, will-
0: you're willing to risk the money versus not risking the money, I guess.
1: Yeah, because in that situation, I mean, Gutikans had to like he had sure, to sure. Uh, overpay for players that probably their production did not match what their contract was. But I would much rather because I I am I mean if Kirksey and Wagner go down, that I'm concerned. But now you got me thinking. I like <laughs> I, I I think for each specific season, it the application worked. I would much rather go with uh, Pro Bowl type of uh, impact players that can change the face of uh, their organization and their culture. So that's what I I mean, I would go with to answer the question rather than beat around the bush.
0: So more like (laughs) solid players that may not necessarily live up to their contracts, but they were solid nonetheless. Uh, I mean... And I'm not saying, obviously, I'm not saying that's, you know, what happened because obviously, right. you know, they, they, I think they were worth every, every penny, oh, yeah. but, you know, just saying, hey, you know, you'd rather, you'd be in the kind of, if we can get solid players in here, you'd rather do that than, than Yeah, because to, I
1: think their floor was like, okay, they're going to come in and they're going to produce and they're replacing sure, yep, Perry yep. and Matthews, but yep.
0: man, did they exceed that. All right. Perfect. Okay. Here's one that'll make you think a little bit, or maybe not. You could have an answer (laughs) right away for this one. Super Bowl 31 champs versus Super Bowl 45 champs. Who wins? That's a tough one.
1: So Super Bowl 45, you've got Collins, you've got Matthews, Raji, Woodson. Woodson stays healthy, I'm assuming, for that that whole game. Rodgers, Jennings versus Favre, um, Reggie <laughs> Leroy Craig Newsom, Eugene Robinson I, I would go 31 because I think Holm, Holmgren was a better coach than McCarthy and I think Woodson matches up with Reggie I would say that the 31 team would edge him out but man that is a tough question
0: I know I couldn't. I couldn't decide either. I mean, thirty-one was just an awesome team, and then forty-five. I mean, they were so hot through that playoff. Right. You know, the the playoffs. It's like who knows?
1: Who knows what I mean, would happen? Rodgers, like Rodgers, yeah. was just on fire. I mean, that's where it happened. It doesn't matter if Holmgren's better than McCarthy. It's Rodgers, but Favre was on fire too, and maybe the X factor is Reggie disrupts Rodgers, where sure. Reggie gets in Rodgers' face and changes it because. Yeah, who did Rodgers face during that you know run? That I mean, Urlacher probably was best defensive right. player that he yeah. faced. I don't know. I like the Favre Reggie White duo more than the Woodson rodgers duo. Okay, but Fair man, enough. that's a tough one because uh-huh. I feel like I am just. I feel like Rodgers knows now. Like he he was like sitting on his couch watching some sort of maybe he was finishing up Tiger King, and like he just. Hmm. You know, he perked his head up like, "All right, I I, I feel like Bryce just stabbed me in the back." Is I, the I, feeling that I have <laughs> in my gut right now. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, oh yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be on his shit list for sure. <laughs>
1: I'm like, oh, he knows.
0: <laughs> I still haven't watched that Tiger King yet. By the way, it's um,
1: it's messed up. Uh, uh, that's uh, what I hear. It, it's messed up and it's wild. The first episode was definitely hook, line, and sinker for me. It was also a good time for me. I mean, it was a couple weeks ago. Like I was transitioning and trying to adapt as much as possible with work so yeah but i wouldn't go back and rewatch it okay Um, all right and i would much rather watch ozark like eat that up eat that up
0: yeah i got two we got two episodes of that left oh man so it's getting enjoy buddy enjoy (laughs) that is chef's kiss (laughs) all right we're getting all sidetracked here i could talk about shows forever okay where was i next one okay so, hot on the heels of uh, Pansky's recent graphics and Maggie Loney's article on dream duos in Packers history, who would be your dream duo? Uh, what do you mean? So, have you seen the, uh, I don't know if you saw the article. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, um, so, like, um, you know, Pansky did some some graphics with, right. uh, like you know.
1: Old, uh, like historic players and like Like, the new players.
0: Yes, like sharp lining up with Adams, for example, or yeah, you know, things along those lines. Mm -hmm. Is there a a certain dream duo? You know, if you could take an old player and pair them up with a a current player, who would they be? That's a good one.
1: Current player, I would say Aaron Jones, maybe, maybe Farvin Jones. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Farvin Jones. Okay. Yeah. Farvin Jonesy. Okay. All right. All right. I like it.
0: Yeah. Those are, those are some pretty cool. Who, pretty cool. Who'd, who'd stuff. your duo be? Oh, man. You know, what? I, as soon as I saw that, I, I like that. Uh, the, the Sharp and Adams. and Adams. I think that Adams. would be, I think they would be deadly. Even though I'm not a Sharp fan. Obviously, we've discussed that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be, I think they'd be unstoppable. One, I think that would be an punch. amazing duo. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. So that would probably be my, my dream duo. I like it. All right, let's see here. Um, we kind of covered this one already, so I'm going to ask it anyway. But I, I, I know your feelings. Um, you've been seeing a lot of back and forth in regards to Packers using a higher than expected pick on drafting a quarterback. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I and I don't. I just don't see it happening. I just. I think. I think Gutekunst just. He knows. Like we're not far. Like we've. I mean, but. He did trade for Deshaun Kaiser, and they were in, interested in Drew Locke What last year? So I would maybe he's just doing his due diligence, like he said, you know, leaving no stone unturned. And but yeah, I would, I would much rather trade out if love is there and another team can grab him. But man, he's got a cannon for an arm. Yeah, uh, I just I think
0: Roger's still got it. Yeah, I say it's a little bit too soon in my opinion. So. I think so.
1: Maybe next year, maybe. Maybe maybe you hit on you know a couple picks this year, bringing some weapons. Uh, I mean, you got Jonesy and Rogers for another year with Lafleur
0: and Devante. I yep. mean, I'm I, I'm I'm excited. Maybe there'll be some late round diamond in the rough quarterback they can come in and compete for that you know backup spot for now. So who knows? Who I knows?
1: Mean, I mean, definitely take a page out of Woods Wolf's book. You know, take a quarterback every draft, but yeah, I would much, I mean, he's got a bunch of six, maybe, maybe he, you know, trades up, but he's definitely got his eye on, uh, you know, Rogers heir apparent, but I would be shocked. Yeah. I would be shocked if they took love at 30 Uh, or, or someone else,
0: someone else. No, I agree. All right, now piggybacking off of that for the last questions uh, question. Rogers has stated that he is on the back nine of his career. He also said that it, that he would like to play into his 40s. His current contract has him uh, stated to become a uh, slated to become an unrestricted free agent in 2024, the year in which he turns 41. Do you see this as his last contract with the Packers? It's got to be.
1: It's got to be, I would think. I think uh, you got to stay ahead of the curve. That's not to say that Roger. I mean, I would hope that it just end like, just end with the Packers. Go start to finish with the Packers. That would break my heart, uh, and I can't imagine what Patriot fans are experiencing. But who cares? They've they've had, <laughs> they've a, had enough. They've yeah. had enough, so they can experience the other side of the coin now. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's got to be it. Um, I would be shocked. I mean, just like, I mean, the Patriots, I mean, they just let Brady go. I I think that would be the route that Rodgers would take. And I would think that he would hang it up at the end of this career.
0: That's the window right now. Okay. Nicely done. Yeah, I can't say I can't say I disagree. Um, The only thing that got me is, you know, how he said he'd like to play into his 40s, which, well, this contract, you know, end of the contract puts him right there. But... Yeah, who knows? I think he, I, I don't see him going any any longer than his uh, than his contracts allows him to. But who knows? He yeah, said he could surprise us all. Who knows?
1: He did say that as long as he's got that competitive drive and what he has, like he'll continue to play. So, but I mean, man, he just had his first
0: year with the They had fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I just I think the sky's the limit. I think if he gets another Super Bowl within the next four years, that'll be it for him. I think yeah. if they don't, he may want to try and go somewhere else to, you know, to chase a ring, but I don't know. You I, think I he like chases the, another ring? I mean, I don't, I, I, and I, I kind of do, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, oh, it is, it is. I mean, I think he's that, that super competitive guy that, you know, everybody always says, oh, Roger's only got one ring. Roger's only got one ring. So, you know, like I said, take it for what it's worth. I think that I could see him with, you know, how competitive he is. You know, going out there and, and trying to get that one one more just to kind of prove everybody wrong. But who knows? Who, I don't know heart. if he'll be satisfied with just the one he has right now.
1: I know that, like, you know, the 2014 season, 2015 NFC Championship game, like, took a lot out of me. It made me numb uh, on, like, sure. feelings and emotions. And he, like, with Packer games, I mean, I still get crazy, but... This would break my heart. I mean, I went through, yeah. we all went through the Favre thing. That broke my heart. That that took a lot out of me. This would break my heart, too. I, I mean, I love Rogers. So I, I hope, I'm just, I, I've got it in my head that they're they winning another Super Bowl. And uh, I don't know how long I would just uncontrollably cry after that would happen. I mean, with, oh, I would love that. And I think, I don't know, I think he deserves it. I think uh, what he's been through and how people try to attack him. I think this would be great. Get another Super Bowl, and I don't think I don't don't,
0: don't think they're that far off. No, I don't either. I don't either. All right. Well, here's to hoping. And uh, hey, you survived another uh, another round of GM questions. There we go. There we go. All right. Golf Golf clap. clap. Nicely done. Nicely done. Those are
1: good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are good ones and. But the show must go on. Yes. And uh, I take off my hat and we start talking about trending hot topics. And you had a doozy that was fun uh, with Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. And how he said that he just did not want to play in Green Bay. And we've heard that from other players, that Green Bay is just not a place that you know free agents covet. Um, what's your take on
0: it? I got my vibe. Oh, yeah. so... That's, that's another tough one. I mean, you can attack this from all different a- angles. I mean, you're talking about Sanders. Yes. He said he didn't want to play in the cold yet. He was very, very close to signing a deal with Buffalo beforehand. <laughs> and I, it's, as far as I know, Buffalo is pretty darn cold as yeah. well. So I don't know if that kind of blows that out, out of the water. If he just, you know, maybe Buffalo has more nightlife. That seems to be the the stigma with green Bay is there's nothing for these players to do. And you know, coming from it from different different aspects. I mean, I think for a player like a, a young player that you know you want to keep out of trouble, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, keep his head in the game. You know, the Green Bay would be a, a great place for him. You know what I mean? Or a vet, you know, a vet that's maybe had some some issues. You know, send him off to Green Bay. You know, uh, send him off to Green Bay. You're going to Green Bay, but you know what I mean? No. Uh, (laughs) Well, yeah. So there's not a ton of things to do in in the nightlife there. Um, I don't know how big of of a deal that is. You know, during the regular season, I know that you know back in the 70s and 80s there were a lot of players that didn't want to come to Green Bay just because they were terrible. Um, (laughs) I did read a couple of stories about players that actually went to Canada instead of playing for Green Bay. Man, dark days. And then, yep. And then, uh, I was reading an article when uh, when Brant was the uh, the president, yep. and how that whole regime kind of tried to to change the players' views on Green Bay. And that's when they started instituting the off season workout bonuses, you know, being put into contracts to kind of pay the players to stay in town in the off season. You know, make it make it more financially appealing to them we were talking about some other high file, high high profile players like Charles Woodson really hesitated on oh, coming yeah. here but he ended up here anyway so it, it no one else wanted him <laughs> yeah well yeah and it's, he turned out he turned out again chef's kiss that was a perfect move for you know for him and the packers so i, I don't really know what to make of it to be honest i mean uh, it, to me i think as a professional i'm going to go where the money is You know what I mean? I mean, if Green Bay is offering me, you know, $10 million and somewhere out in, you know, wherever California is offering me that same $10 million. Well, you know, think about it. $10 million in Wisconsin is going to go a whole heck of a lot further than it is in California. Granted, the weather isn't as nice, but still, it's just, it depends on what kind of business person you are. You in it, you know, you in it for the money. You know, obviously Green Bay has been a, a winning franchise for years and years and years now. You know, are you in it to you know for the trophy? I, it just depends on what point you are in your career and and uh, what your aspirations are. So, I say I good don't. riddance. I say yeah, good riddance. You, go. you don't want exactly. to come here?
1: That's fine by me. I mean, yep. uh, Reggie White changed everything. Yeah, uh, the the minute he came here, it it made it, it made it a place for people to want to come here, and they and we won championships. You know, yep. we won Super Bowls, and so uh, Woodson. You know, he speaks fondly of Green Bay. And that's the thing, is if you're not a football guy, and maybe some players are not, they just you know want to rely on just what their athletic ability is or God given talent, if you will. But I say good riddance. Uh, you know, I it's proven that uh, players can come here and succeed. And you have Rodgers, who's a California boy who loves Wisconsin, loves Green Bay, and. Yep is part owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. So he ain't yep. going anywhere too. So I think that, you know, it definitely takes um, the right type of person and that's what we're all about, character. And uh, we've got the championships to talk about. So you don't want to come exactly. here, that's fine by me. And we are not that far. We are knocking on the doorstep. And speaking of knocking on the doorstep, you know, with the NFL draft, you kind of, you you had asked the question to me, another hot topic is, you know, the season. Uh, they're adamant uh, season is still a, the the draft is still a go. Um, they'll probably remove uh, a lot of like the organized team activities um, moving forward. But uh, what, like, I don't th- like you said, it changes how you connect with players and that's so on and so forth. But I feel like this has been an opportunity for us to connect with people. And I think, now you have more opportunity that everyone is home most of them Uh and so I think I'm interested to see what a virtual type of draft it will be but what is your take on it do you think it impacts I mean does it impact teams could teams really I mean could they ever redeem themselves like would they have an awful draft and then it was because they had to totally pivot
0: I mean, it, it that, that's a tough one. I mean, we we won't we won't know how it's going to turn out until it it happens. I think with technology these days, I mean, we've seen an influx of of signing of contracts these days with players doing the physicals. You know, remotely, they would go into like a doctor's office, and then the 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 GMs would would be on there virtually, saying, "Hey, check this, check that, check this, check that." So, you know, instead of, you know, they're still getting their physicals done, but instead of being, you know, in person with a, with a doctor, with a team doctor, you know, they just all, you know, all 32 teams, for example, uh, or for lack of whatever, have access to that, that player's medical. So that's kind of neat. I don't see what I would get out of a watching a player in person that I couldn't get, you know, off of watching them do drills on tape or do drills, you know, live. It's just, I I, I just don't know with all the technology we have today. I don't see what big of a difference it makes. I mean, you can interview everybody one-to-one on Skype, for example. Like I said, you can watch players do drills on the computer. You can, you know, watch your physicals now. Mm-hmm. I, I think this could be a new way of doing things. The um, new normal. The new normal. I mean, having people have to do that. I, I don't see any reason why they'd have to do it physically in front of somebody else what difference does it make so time will tell if it if it helps or hinders but i could technically see this way of kind of this being a way to streamline things going forward and uh and i I said it could be it could be a change for the good i mean when i read that about the you know having the physicals there with all with the representative from all 32 teams that's kind of a genius idea because then you don't have to worry about well this doctor you know saying this that doctor saying this you can ask all the questions you want everybody's getting the same answer from the same doctor, boom, you know, end of story. So I don't know. What do you think?
1: Uh, You've convinced me. I I dig it. I mean, I've, I've been on board like, and I was, it was like, Oh, okay, this is what they're doing. They're transitioning, but kudos to them. They seem that they've, they've thought this through. And like you said, I think um, it's, it's going to be a way of adapting and people are going to try to save money moving forward. <laughs> so yeah. I think this could be an opportunity that alleviates a lot of costs for what what have you um and you can have all this, you know, tele what teleconferences and yep. yep, FaceTimes and Zooms and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it could streamline, it could also remove a lot of the distraction. You know, you can be a little bit more focused um and I think that's what will happen. Uh the strong will survive, it'll weed out uh the ones that can adapt and you know, that's how it's always been, is that you're going to adapt. And I'm really intrigued to see what Gudekunst does.
0: Yeah, it just seems like it, it could turn into just a more efficient process all around. Absolutely. You know? So, you know, who doesn't like being efficient? I'm I'm all
1: for it. And uh, I, I'm thrilled that uh, we've got another episode in the books. Uh, we've got Tyler Irvin officially signed and Devin Funchess.
0: Ah, uh, the Funchy Bunch. The Funchy Bunch. How are you feeling about that? I like it. I like it. Like I said, I got my fingers crossed. I root for everybody we sign, though, obviously. But I got my fingers <laughs> crossed. I think he could be, you know, an asset to us. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Welcome to Green Bay, Devin Funchess. and That's uh, right. The home
1: of the Funchy Bunch right here. Paul oh, yeah. Packers podcast. Any last words before we wrap
0: up pick 30 on tap, Neebles. Just glad we got uh, another episode in the books. A little bit of normalcy, as normal as we get, you know, in this, yeah. this time of so much uncertainty. And I hope everybody is continuing to stay safe out there, uh, stay the course, and this should be over before we know it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much, Neebles. This is
1: awesome talking Packers. A little pep in my step, and uh, hope you're all as all all as well with you. And uh, until uh, until next week. Um, But yeah, we have a special uh, guest that uh, you'll just have to wait and see for our release. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I am your co-host, Bryce Christensen. And I'm Nables. And this is the Unknown Packers Podcast. Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Unknown Packers, as well as Facebook, Instagram, the Unknown Packers podcast. You can check us out on our website, theunknownpackers.com, and a variety of different podcast platforms as well. You can also say, hey, Alexa, play the Unknown Packers podcast. That's right. We're friends with Alexa.
0: Go Pack Go. This podcast was edited and produced by Sonic Transformation. Sonic Transformation. Your sound, refined.